Ambassador Triassest and Admiral Carace Vez reassured me that everything was all right. The reason for the delay was purely bureaucratic. The Yeho border fleet was already based in the Oort system for reasons totally unrelated to my fleet. But for some reason, I was believing them less and less with every passing hour. A sense that something was afoot was gnawing at me. I just had an intuitive feeling that there were some complicated negotiations going on around my fleet, and I definitely did not like all the behind-the-scenes games. Unfortunately, I could not use the Truth Seeker to figure out the situation. Flora had gone into another untimely crystal sleep. Even my advisor, Katerina Tunmesfell, was worried. All she could figure was that the swarm was hesitating. In the two months since we signed the agreement to help one another— the situation had changed drastically. The Sector 8 fleet had become many times more powerful and, in its current state, already presented a serious threat to the swarm. All they would have to do was break the agreement and treacherously attack the systems belonging to the Assaic. It should be noted that the possibility was also seen by the other side. I had a long conversation with an official representative of the Imperial Joint Chiefs, Count Timur Royal Nate Tonmiro. The conversation was started by the Count and was rich in allusion and unclear hints, though I did understand the main idea. The Imperial Joint Chiefs were covertly promising to help me if I thought the situation ripe for launching a second invasion of the Assaic. I was even, though in euphemistic phrases, told the criteria for this ripeness. If an unexpected attack from the Sector 8 fleet would allow humanity to capture no less than four swarm star systems— the Emperor would look on breaking the peace treaty with the Assaic with nothing but grace. If I see the possibility of capturing six or more star systems, then... No, I did not hear a direct order. But the Count read me a whole lecture on the history of humanity's expansion in space and the unpleasant solutions which were nevertheless necessary for humanity's further colonization of the remote cosmos. In the long wait at the border... There was an unexpectedly positive moment. Ninety small-class ships came to join my fleet. The fifty pyros, twenty warhawks, ten flycatchers, and ten surgeons I had ordered with the Purple House arrived, crewed with people recruited on Tessa. And if you consider that several days earlier, during my stay on S, the Sector 8 fleet had also been joined by the cloaked frigates, you could say that I had the legal right to be proud of my accomplishments. With the new additions... My fleet had a grand total of 430 combat starships. Two battleships, 25 heavy cruisers, 34 light cruisers, 95 destroyers, 237 frigates, none of which were outdated Tusk models anymore, all were now modern pyros and warhawks, 36 cloaked frigates, and one Tria landing ship. For the first time, I heard Admiral Kiro Sabuto say what would have seemed positively mutinous just a month ago, that in a direct conflict with the United Orange House fleet, the Admiral himself would bet on the Perimeter Sector 8 fleet winning. I myself wasn't so optimistic. According to the latest data, Duke Paolo Royal Anger had gathered around 2,000 combat starships under his banner, including 14 battleships and up to a 100 heavy assault cruisers, but in any case, my side had a lot more momentum. I was gaining strength faster than the Duke. And if I waited for the cruisers I bought in Sector 7, 
plus the completion of two battleships under construction for me, and the Ukresh. I tried to drive the deranged smile from my face. A head-on collision with the head of the orange house did not enter into my plans, and I thought of the possibility only as a best-to-bury-the-hatchet-next-year-enemy option, to be used only under the most extreme circumstances, if the time allotted by the Emperor for peace was going to run out soon. Of course, the arrival of more ships meant more and more training, which I ordered the admirals to schedule. While the fleet was in waiting for the shipments of tantalum ore to be loaded onto the freighters, and for all issues related to the ownership of the chameleon system to be sorted out, the fleet practiced hard every day. We devoted an especially large amount of time to using the cloakers. Bombing moving targets required the captains and navigators of the stealth bombers to have excellent reaction times, and amazing talent at orienting themselves in a tactical grid.